Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, 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 everybody. It is Dr. Sashin, and you have reached the Bliss Report. This is not a recording. This is me. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, actually, not just a great weekend. Hope you had a fantastic weekend and that you are finding yourself on the good side of Monday morning. It is September, I think, 20th as we record this latest episode of The Bliss Report. So whether you are just getting your coffee, your tea, your water, water with lemons always good. If you haven't listened to the water episode, you should. On the Peloton, on your run, in the car, in Pilates, wherever you are, except maybe doing, you know, Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And we're going to get into desire this Monday morning because desire and anxiety cannot ride in the car together. We'll get into that this morning. And yeah, we'll do that right after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, beloveds. Okay, so it's Monday morning. A little bit of housekeeping in case you haven't heard the big announcement. Guess who is on Amazon Music? Yes, the Bliss Report is on Amazon Music. Um... So if you listen to Amazon, if you have an Alexa in your car, in your house, you can say, Alexa, I'm trying to whisper because I have one and I don't want to like turn on and get in the background and say, play the bliss report and you will hear the dulcet tones of Dr. Sashin coming out of your speakers. And I think that's awesome because yeah, I just think it's awesome to think that you could like set your alarm to wake up to me. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool, actually. Um, It might be a little scary, though. I don't have my alarm set to wake up to myself, so don't worry about it. But I do think it's kind of ironically funny that I could, in fact, wake up to my own voice every morning if I truly wanted to. Yeah, that would weird me out. Okay, so we're on Amazon Music. Please, please, please take a moment if you are on Amazon Music to subscribe, like, comment, review, because obviously the more exposure that we get, the more Amazon knows they didn't make a mistake by putting us on their platform. And we continue to grow the Bliss Tribe and become fabulous, wonderfully, beautifully happy women over the age of 40 who are knocking down doors, kicking in windows, and sashaying ourselves into the next best chapter of our lives. All right, so... That's the first housekeeping. The second housekeeping is, what is the second housekeeping? Oh, whatever platform you listen on, please like, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I knew, like, I'm like, I have notes. Why am I not looking at them? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. The Bliss Doctor has a Twitter account now. So if you want to follow along with me on Twitter, um, it's just getting started, but it's at the Bliss Doctor One is my Twitter handle. And there will be snippets from the show, a more daily bliss, more motivational, inspirational, educational quotes, uh, more information just on how to continue to live your most fabulous best life after 40, especially if you're coming off a divorce and you're trying to figure out how to get the next chapter to be the best chapter. Um, Finally, Finance Friday, I talked about the new book that's out, The Seven Steps to Financial Security. You can pick that up in the link in the bio on anywhere, (laughs) like in any bio that you see for the Bliss Report or the Bliss Doctor. The link in the link in the bio leads to all of this information. Uh, So pick that up. It's um, $27.77 is the price right now. That is going to go up by the end of next month. So get your copy while the copies are getting under 30 bucks. Not a bad price there. In fact, that's a really good price, that information. All right. So how you doing? I hope you're doing well. I'm coming to you because I spent part of the weekend chatting with one of my clients. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Um, She is living one of her amazing dreams. Like, uh, you know, they say that luck is 
really when opportunity meets a prepared spirit. And I believe that. I don't believe in luck per se. I believe that you are preparing, preparing, preparing all the time. And then suddenly this amazing opportunity presents itself and you can say yes because of the preparation that you've done to get to that moment. Now, it may mean that that you have to put everything on hold to say yes. And so it may look like luck from the outside because of the drastic way it changes your life completely in a moment, in an instant. But the reality is you've worked so hard and you've prepared so much. Even if you didn't quite know that you were preparing all of a sudden, you have this moment. You're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can totally do this. So um, she's given me permission to talk about it. So I can. So out of the, out of the blue, I get a, a message, a DM from her and she's telling me about this, this possibility of going on tour with, uh, this really big name rock band. And I am so excited. And she's, she's just, you know, wanting a little bit of guidance. And so I get, I, you know, we, we, we go into session together, provide that for her. And she says, yes. And she's documenting her, her journey on her Facebook, um, profile and so I'm watching this unfold for her and we're keeping in contact and I'm just like I am so stoked when my clients do well when my clients are living in their best spiritual journey and their best healthy journey and their best happiness journey and their best wealthy journey and their best artistic journey and their best um whatever business whatever journey they're on when they're in there and they're rocking it and they're doing it and they are they are the desirable ones. Like they're the ones that the that that the opportunities are coming to. I want to give like the universe a big high five. I want to like high five the universe and say, yes, you know, like this is why we do the work. This is what we want. We want all the women, all the women, all the women <laughs> out there, but really all the women over 40 who are sometimes give up the real estate of life because they've been told that life after a certain age starts to get smaller. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today is this idea that we have to give up our desires to remain desirable to the world. And that's such a bunch of bull. I'll keep it clean because if I don't, then, you know, my sponsors get real annoyed with me. But the, 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 the fact of the matter is so many women are told that once you hit a certain chronological point, if you aren't looking a certain way, acting a certain way or being a certain way, and that way is very narrowly prescribed, like really narrowly prescribed. If you aren't that, then you're just kind of taking up space until death. <laughs> you know, you don't really get to do a whole lot except maybe raise your kids. Uh, you can have a career. That's all right. You know, you can make some money if you want to, but really you're just kind of taking up space in the world and, and, and funding everybody else's dreams. That's the real kicker, right? And unfortunately, a lot of women do decide that the desires of their heart, the desires of their spirit, the desires of their being are not as important as remaining a desirable member of whatever social society they want to be a part of. And so they mute their desires. They mute the, their desires so that they can remain desirable, so that people want to be around them, so that people want to engage with them at a certain level. Because when you begin to push your desires forward, you find that many people find you less desirable. It's, it's, it's not people who matter, but they matter in the moment. And that's the distinction I want you to make. It's not people that matter who push your desires, who make your desirability um less important or less desirable. It's people who actually only matter in the moment and will no longer matter once you're beyond the moment. Because when we give in to the desires of our heart, of our health, of our bodies, of our souls, of our spirits, what we find is that people fall away. And unfortunately, 
we've become a society that's actually a lot more isolated than we are communal anymore. And so the few people that we have, we want to hang on to. We don't want them to feel like they're not a part of our journey, whatever that is. And they're not a part of our space, whatever that is. And so instead of expanding our real estate with our desires and expanding the possibilities of what we can do, we shrink our real estate. We shrink our desires and we diminish the possibility of what we can do because we don't want to offend people. We don't want to alienate them and daggone it, we don't want to lose another friend. We don't want to have to have another void in our life that used to be filled with this relationship but no longer is. And yes, I'm growing and changing, Dr. Sashin, but I'm also kind of by myself and I might be an introvert, but sometimes I'd like for somebody to at least call and ask me to go somewhere. I think I might be hitting some buttons out there. And my response to that is you are never going to get, you're never going to be able to give up enough of who you are to make anybody happy. And so if you really want to be desirable, then you've got to live in your desires. You have to find your desires and then you have to pursue them with all of your whatever old being you are, whether you are 40 or 90, you've got to figure those desires into your expansive life. And then you have to let life expand to fit your desires, not contract to keep you desirable to a certain small segment of people. Now, some of you out there are going to say, that's all well and good. (laughs) That sounds all well and good. But you know, I don't have time to expand into my desires because I'm too busy. I got too much going on. I've got a family. I've got this, I've got that, I've got business, I've got job, and, 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 and if I get too far into thinking about expanding my desirabilities, excuse me, expanding my desires, um, and diminishing potentially my desirability in certain circles, I could lose some things, things that are important to me. And I'm going to say, as long as your desirability isn't producing anxiety on a regular basis, that's fine. But I have a feeling if you're listening in and you're wondering how the, you know, how can the Bliss Report help me to live my next best chapter, then chances are there's some anxiety about living the desirable, the desirability factor in your current iteration, in your current job, in your current relationships, in your current friend groups. Because let's face it. There are chapters in our life that give us permission, that beg for us to take the permission to go and do something that we've never done before, to be someone we've never been before, to have the life we've only dreamed of having, to live in the desire for something bigger, and then to pursue that desire. We get those chapters and then we have no more. Today on on my um, Facebook page today, I posted, did you wake up on this side of the grass this morning? Yes. Did you have um, a beautiful weekend? Did you pursue that which brings you happiness? Yes, yes, yes. If you answer no to those things, then it really doesn't matter how small of a space you're trying to take up in the world so that you don't lose. You're already losing. You're already losing because we only have so many days on this side of the grass, right? Period. That's just the way it is. That's a finite thing that you can't get back. But what you can get back is diving into the deep end of the desire pool and swimming for all it's worth, lavishing in that luxury, laying on that big old blow up pink flamingo and letting the desirable waves roll over you and keep you cool and let you bask in the sunlight. You can do all of that, all of that, and have an amazing experience of life. That's in your, that's well within your grasp. Staying on this side of the grass permanent, permanently, that's not within your grasp. 
living in your desires completely within your grasp. And when we give up living in our desires to maintain a level of desirability that robs us of our real estate, our personal space in the world, we find that we have to continue to shrink. And that shrinkage starts to breed resentment, worry, anxiety, stress, and grief. I talked to another client this weekend about anger. And we spent a lot of time digging under anger. And what we found is what I I tend to find a lot, it's not anger, it may be anger, but unrooted anger tends to really be fear with no place to go. And it expresses itself in anger. Let me say that again, unrooted anger tends to be fear with no place to go. It has no refuge. And so it just becomes angry. It becomes anger. And you get angry at things that you have no business being angry at. And then you turn it on yourself. You turn inward on yourself and you start being angry with yourself for not. Instead of recognizing that if underneath all of this are thwarted desires, desires that are begging to be let out, that are asking you to give them the light of day, to let them drive the car for a minute. Let us drive the car for a minute. You let fear drive for a long time. You've let resentment drive. You got anger in the back seat. You got grief in the trunk. If you just let desire drive for just a few miles, you might find that we pick up a hope, a hope hitchhiker along the way. Woo! Wouldn't that be something? And maybe hope actually has a friend called uh, goals and dreams, acceptance, love, self-confidence. Maybe it's got a whole plethora of folks we could pick up on off the side of the road and move anger, grief, and, and those folks into the trunk and then fill the car with some of this good, good stuff as opposed to continuing to let anger drive the car and, and tucking hope in the glove compartment where it's trying desperately not to suffocate. And so as we digged, as we dug down this weekend, this past week, me and my other client, and we realized that, you know, like I said, unrooted anger is really just fear trying to come out, looking for a way to come out. And underneath fear is generally the thwarting of something that really wants you to pay attention to it, but you won't because you're afraid of not being desirable enough. If I'm not desirable enough, then I won't get remarried. I won't find someone for me. I won't find the life that I want. I won't get that job if I am not desirable enough. And instead, we have to start asking the opposite question, which is what do I desire? Do I desire this life of $55,000 a year job? Or do I want something bigger than that? Do I desire a house in the suburbs with, with my kids? Or do I want to travel the world? Do I desire dance lessons every Tuesday and Thursday or three nights a week because I love to move my body? Do I desire a healthier body, even if that means that the people who love me heavy might not love me anymore? Do I desire to write? Oh my gosh, do I desire to sit down an hour a day and, and write that novel or that 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 whatever is in my head and let it fall out. And I don't care if it's the great American novel or the great trashy novel, whatever the case may be. If you want to write smut, write smut. Good gracious. Is the desire that you want being so hidden underneath the hope that you remain desirable to a certain segment that it's coming through as fear, resentment, and anger? Is that what's happening to you? And if that's what's happening to you, girl, I got to tell you to stop Stop now. Stop today. It's not worth it. Again, there are only so many days on this side of the grass, right? And so today's bliss report is telling you the weather is uh, uh, temperature blissful, um, conditions good for the pursuit of happiness, possibility of a few rain showers of resentment. However, those may be blown away by the winds of desire. You get me? You feel me? You understand. Okay, so 
What your job is, is to make sure that as you are going through your day, when you start to feel the feelings like, okay, I, what's wrong? Because that tends to be the question that starts the downward spiral. What's wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Why do I feel this untethered anxiety? Why do I feel twitchy? Why are people rubbing me the wrong way? Barring, you know, it being a hormonal fluctuation, which it could be, or that you need to get your iron levels checked, which it also could be. Barring any medical reason for those feelings, which could be there. So make sure you get all those checked. But barring any medical reason for those feelings, that's desire poking you like a bear. Poke, 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 poke. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. So can you stop in that moment and go, okay, desire, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want me to feel? And if the feeling is, I just want you to, to, to embrace this idea and maybe act on it a little bit, maybe you just want more art in your life. And so the simplest thing would be, yes, we're be, we've been in a pandemic and I haven't been able to go to any gallery openings. I haven't been able to experience any artwork and I just need to spend an afternoon in an art museum. Maybe that's all the desire in you really wants is to surround itself by beautiful art. I cannot tell you, my friend invited me to go to the museum uh, back in June. I hadn't been out in so long because of the pandemic. And we went to the Gem and Mineral Exhibit uh, at the museum up in New York and, and, um, sorry, I live in New York. We went to the, over in the city and I, and I cannot tell you how big my spirit felt, how wonderful it felt to spend time amongst beautiful works of art. I love art. I find art to be the most amazing thing in and of itself. I have, I like particular kinds of art, but I'm always open to seeing other art. I used to art crawl. You want pub crawls? You can keep the liquor. I'll take the art. I want to go look at it. I want to stand before it. I want to contemplate. I want to think about it. I want to lose myself in it. And if I love it, I can sit there and just enjoy what the artist has created into the world and believe that they have created it just for me. And I like art in all forms. I like I like art as movies as art. I like music as art. I like art as art, painting, sculpture, textiles. I like art. I just dance. I love art. It may just be that your desire to live a life more fully appreciative of the art of the world means you want to create some art and you need to make a space for that. Whatever the thing that may be happening, whatever the, the impetus underneath the anxiety, the fear, the anger may be, whatever the desire is, you are not giving it voice. And so it's coming out in bad ways. So you got to give it a voice. You got to figure out what you're desiring. You got to give it a way to talk to you. Then you got to act on it so it doesn't start making, you know, your car run funky again. And then you might want to just let it dry for a while. Just let it dry for a while. And I think you'll find, as most of us do, that even if you lose some people along the way because they no longer find you desirable, strangely enough, your tribe always finds you. The people who love the things that you love tend to find you when you go out and do the things that you love. The people who are like, I don't find that in the least bit a, a, something that I want to do. So I don't want to go with you. Those aren't your people anymore. And that's really the key, isn't it? When we reach a certain age, it can get harder as we are growing into our years to find new people to embrace the things that we embrace. And so we don't tend to change and we don't tend to pursue things that maybe we really want to because we don't want to be seen as undesirable and lose the connections that we have. That's a legitimate feeling, but it's not one that, that, tends to play itself out well. Because what happens is that we start looking back going, gosh, I really wish I would have. And man, wouldn't it have been nice if I, wouldn't it have been nice if I had just said yes to this? 
and tried it. And yeah, maybe I might not have come back and been able to go back and be this person anymore, but I would have had this great experience and I really, really wanted that experience. I never want to feel like you, you, that you're going to get to the end of your life and really wish you had. Lisa Nichols says something that I really appreciate and inspires me a lot. And she says that her grandmother said it to her. And so I'm going to say it to you because she, I listen to her all the time. She's one of my um, motivation uh, mentors. And, and so she says, you know, your life is the dash. You know, when you're getting further on in years and you're sitting in your rocking chair on whatever place you want to be sitting in, whatever chair you want to be rocking in, and, you, and you're looking back on your life, you want to go, you want to have something to talk about. And if you are a woman and you are listening to my voice and you are in your 40s and beyond, we're making the experiences that we want to talk about. We are making those experiences. We're living those desires because life is lived in the dash, right? Between birth and death is the dash. And it's in the dash that we want to make sure that we have said yes to our desires and yes to our desirability in ways that maybe scare us, but are exactly what we need because we are here to live a life that is full and desirable and blissful. And you cannot get there if you're trying to play small and give up all of your real estate to things like anger, worry, stress, and fear. We We won't want to do that. So don't live in fear. That's the first key. We are not going to live in fear. We're not going to wake up with anxiety anymore. It's Monday morning. If you woke up with that pit in your stomach, I'm talking to you. If you woke up with your hair on fire, I'm talking to you. If you woke up feeling like I don't really know what to do, but I know I can't do this anymore, then I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you because you deserve to live out your desires. And if you want more desires in the world, then you got to live the desires in your heart. You got to take up more space. You got to expand your real estate, so to speak. And you cannot let the world dictate whether or not you are desirable. You tell the world, I am desirable. You come to me. That's it for this morning. I hope you found something valuable in this 20 some odd minutes that we have been chatting together. It is always a pleasure to be able to do this. I love it so much. Please, please, please like, subscribe, Leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. Again, we're on Amazon Music. I'm so excited. And we're also on iHeartRadio. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Google Podcasts, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Listen, y'all, I'm putting it out there everywhere so that if you need me, I am here for you. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. Have a completely blissful day. It's Dr. Sasheen out.